Hi, welcome to Shift. It's PwC Canada's podcast series, and we're digging into key digital trends and topics that can make your business transformation a reality. I'm your host, John Finkelstein, and I'm also the creative director of PwC Canada. Welcome to another episode of Shift. Wow. We're continuing on from our respective homes in the pandemic, but today we're going to be talking with John Bayless, who's the Executive Vice President, Transformation Officer at Walmart Canada. Welcome to Shift, John. Thanks, John. Great to be here. I just want to clarify one thing for our listeners. There are two Johns on this call. J squared. John, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up at Walmart. I have been with Walmart. It'll be seven years this year. It's amazing how uh, time flies when you're having fun, as they say. Before this, I am a recovering consultant and, uh, you know, working in the retail practice, global leader. Uh, Spent my time both here in Canada, the UK, Australia. But, uh, you know, Walmart was a client on both sides of the border. And one day I got called into the office of the Canadian CEO at the time. He said, uh, I thought he was going to chastise me about a bill, uh, but he offered me a job. You know, I think of the capacity, the capability of Walmart to invest, to grow, to change. There are very few companies with that that capacity and capability in the world. Uh, And you think of the retail space. There's some dynamic, exciting stuff going on. And that first role I was offered was to to oversee our supply chain here in Canada, which, uh, boy, in the last last, uh, two years, supply chain has been front and center for all of us. Has it ever. uh, And was heading up our chain uh, at the start of the pandemic. But uh, the opportunity to come in and really think, rethink, how do you serve e-commerce? How do you use technology? How do you use robotics? How do you use data? Uh, was pretty exciting for me. If our listeners have been looking in the news, you've probably seen that Walmart recently announced some plans to acquire um, Toronto startup Food Maestro. So here we're talking about little mergers and acquisitions and startups and neat stuff. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, you know what? I got to tell you, we like to say we're everyday low-cost retailer that's offering retail services, but increasingly ends more. And part of that is, if you think about it, how do we personalize what we're doing for our customers? How do we really meet the needs of our customers? So a great, a great startup um, right here in the GTA, uh, founded by a really great data strategist, uh, Jay Khan. Um, and what, they, what they've done is create a great engine that um, can help customers personalize uh, their choice and decisions and make better decisions uh, that are going to ultimately help them live healthier lives. So, you know, you go to you you have uh, celiac disease, and you go to the website, and you're shopping at Walmart.ca, and you want to understand, you know, hey, I have celiac disease. I, I want to know what products I can eat, uh, and this will go across all the products we offer up and offer up. Here's some good combinations. Here's some good solutions. Ultimately, here's some basket information around that could you could use to make some great home meal solutions. Uh, let's make some recommendations for you that others have said are, are, are really good solutions and give you some sense of what is that healthy basket that's going to allow you and your family uh, to, to really live a better life. And, and so they've, they've been a very successful business uh, servicing retailers here in North America and, and uh, the UK. And what really interests us about them is twofold. One is how do we use our data in a much more sophisticated way? Uh, to personalize that experience through walmart.ca to help our customers make better choices because ultimately that will drive loyalty and and we think have people come back and and really value uh, 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 the Canadian experience. And the second thing is it's on this vein of as we become more of a retailer and more, there's a phenomenal business uh, here of of helping not just Canadians but people in other places of the world, the UK, Europe, 
um, monetize this capability and data uh, to really help not just Canadians, but all folks live better lives. So how, how, how long does it take to integrate something like that? This is where the power of Walmart comes in. Mm-hmm. We closed the transaction in December and, and that team's off to a running start. You'll see, you'll see some of uh, you know, their work come to life uh, really by middle of this year on our, on our experience. And uh, you know, already um, doing some great work and actually building out what comes next with their platform uh, to grow uh, alternative revenue streams for us, mm-hmm. uh, and also you know, thinking through other ways we can use that search technology to improve other aspects of of the web experience. Walmart has also announced some major investments over the next five years, like pretty big stuff, aimed at really making the online and in-store experience more convenient for customers. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that and what what do you think success looks like and where are all this transformation is really going? Yeah, you know what? So uh, it's exciting, John. I mean, we're, we we announced, uh, actually just going, going into the pandemic um, uh, or shortly after it started, three and a half billion dollar investment in Canada oh. uh, within, uh, you know, over a five year period. So, um, you know, it's 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 a major sign, I think, for Canadians and as a, as a Canadian, very proud that, you know, we see this as a key market for us and uh, we, we need to evolve again. You know, we're moving from the, the classic brick and mortar retailer into, frankly, a, a technology company, a service company, a data company and more. And and so you see these investments, the core of these investments are really helping us create a future where we're helping customers have a more personalized experience. Uh, and so you've got a, a few examples of that, right? Um, you know, a couple that come top to mind. Uh, this year we launched in Cornwall, our Cornwall warehouse, about a $20 million investment where we future-proofed uh, that operations, where we put in some new automation that allows us, and systems that allows us to pick out of that warehouse apparel, uh, other items in a way that's much more efficient, but also deployed systems that ultimately, whether that order is being picked for e-commerce or a store, it doesn't matter, mm. right? So you're leveraging that asset, you make it more efficient uh, and kind of rethinking how we, we do a traditional DC. Um, you know, a lot of investments in DCs. Uh, we announced last week a, a new $118 million investment in a new fulfillment center in Calgary. Ultimately, it's going to have half, uh, half a million SKUs in that site, uh, servicing Canadians, using some great robotics with Gray Orange, you know, creating about 325 jobs for, for Albertans. Uh, Surrey, I'm going out there in two weeks. We'll be cutting the ribbon officially on uh, the most advanced automated warehouse uh, we've we've built in Walmart International. Wow! And then probably the final one is is uh, I'm excited. Actually, in a few weeks' time, we go live in Scarborough. So we took uh, the back of uh, one of our stores. We just renovated a great store in Scarborough, uh, one of our biggest stores in the country. Uh, it took thirty thousand square feet of space and put in a set of robotics, which are going to pick and fulfill grocery orders. And uh, later on this year, you can roll into the store and you have a little kiosk, and uh, you know you punch in your order number and you know, a shuttle and a robot will deliver your order to a door like a vending machine and off you go. So um, some great ways we're actually rethinking, again, using technology to serve serve Canadians uh, and just up our game uh, in, 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 in how we're uh, accelerating our growth. So you've talked about robotics and um, distribution centers and all that kind of, you know, good stuff in terms of making things more efficient and faster. Tell me what implications that has on on hiring and on people. I know probably, you know, listeners are thinking, you know, Walmart's a a U.S.-based company. 
um, are, are you sounds like are you removing jobs? But actually, no, no, no. Tell me, tell me the plan on on hiring and workforce and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, you know, I think I think first off, you know, when you look at a lot of the companies that are powering the growth and the and the bets we're making on on automation, on technology, on data, uh, they're Canadian. I mean, Food Maestro, a good example. That's a Canadian business we acquired and adding to the fold. Uh, we built a, a platform with a, a Toronto-based business, uh, DLT Labs, a fantastic Canadian business uh, that's, that's, that's scaling and growing rapidly. And another one is uh, Exonify, who is a Waterloo-based uh, frontline learning AI uh, education business. You know, they are top of their field. Uh, you know, rolled it out to our DCs and rolling it out through our store, this, this learning platform. Uh, Avid bots. Uh, there's lots of robotic uh, robotic cleaning companies in the world. Uh, this one is based in Waterloo and is a fantastic business. And you know, in, in about 150 stores and soon rolling to every Walmart across the country, you'll see uh, you'll see one an Avid bot uh, from Waterloo, Ontario, roaming around the, the aisles cleaning it up. Uh, you know, a few other ones, Eagle, uh, a great Toronto-based Vision AI company. You know, all of our associates for the last uh, four or five months as they've been walking into our stores. They've been going through an uh, automated uh, health screening based on some great AI technology that was developed right here in the GTA. So, you know, as we're making these bets, uh, we're finding there's some phenomenal Canadian businesses here that, you know, we've been supporting, uh, we've been developing, uh, partnering with in the early stages. Uh, and the great thing is, you know, they, they partner with us here. So this isn't about, um, you know, a big U.S. parent coming and, and, and making the decision down south. This is you know, a Canadian business helping seed some great things here, uh, but also a global business that really understands the value that Canadians can bring uh, to the global challenges we're facing. Let's dip into the shopping cart for a second and tell me a little bit about, you know, where, where Walmart Canada is going um, and where its focus is on ESG and what Canadians might be able to expect from you kind of in the, in the future. Yeah, look, there, there's, there's a lot to share here. And, and, you know, again, I think Walmart globally, but also here in Canada, ESG has been front and center in, in, in a lot of the thinking for probably about a decade. But I would say in the last few years, it really started to ratchet up. You know, when you think about it, the, the increasingly the way we talk about it is, is we don't want to be a sustainable company. Okay. So I know everyone's like, oh my goodness, you don't want to be sustainable. What do you mean? No, no, no. We want to be a regenerative company because you know, by, by definition, if you want to be a sustainable company, that means that the status quo can be sustained and you'll be good. And so... You know, what we're looking for is how we use some of what we just talked about on vendors on the tech side. When we look at an environmental impact, how can we use our size and scale to make a meaningful difference where we act with integrity, we promote sustainability and we create opportunity for all. And so you're going to see this come to life. Uh, you know, actually, um, by the end of April, you'll see if you're shopping in our stores, we are eliminating single use plastic shopping bags. We made that announcement. Uh, that is a, a a big step for us. So, uh, John, please bring your please bring your cloth bags to the store. I have cloth bags, and and they and they stay in my trunk of my car. So I have. There them. you go. Please bring them. We've also made huge commitments to purchasing beef from uh, certified sustainable Canadian farms. You know, I bet you I bet your listeners didn't know. You know, our beef in our stores, it's AAA Angus Canadian beef, but we're taking the additional step of making sure it's certified sustainable beef, um, and and. The other one is, you know, we were the first major retailer to to offer a carbon neutral last mile delivery for orders that are going to be shopped and sold uh, and shipped by Walmart. And of course, you know, uh, hopefully later this year, uh, you will see some of our first fully electric trucks 
you know, hitting the road. Uh, a big, big commitment there. Um, you know, we commit to have our fleet uh, 100% alternatively powered by 2028. And actually that, that DC I mentioned in BC earlier, um, we've actually built what will be one of the first and largest all electric fleet bases for transportation uh, in the world. But actually when you play this forward and you think through some of the economic consequences of environment and you think through you know, cost of things like carbon taxes, they're, they're going to go up, not down. Um, fuel prices are high right now. They may come down a little bit, but the long-term game there, I think, is clear for many. The economics start to make a heck of a lot more sense if you take a different view. So, you know, we announced uh, this week, just this week, we're building one of our first greenfield stores in, in Montreal uh, for, for a long, long time. Uh, but it's going to have a lot of sustainable elements to it, including, you know, working with a developer that's going to be a green roof. Uh, you know, option of, of, of urban farming on the rooftop. Um, you know, we're looking at our, our parking lots, uh, big asphalt, hot space, heat, heat magnet. What do you do with pollinator gardens? Um, pollinators, bees, give them home in these urban spaces so that, you know, we, we, we face into some of the challenges we're having here in, in, in pollinating crops and plant life here in, in Canada. So, so, John, you're the EVP transformation officer running the transformation office of Walmart. What kind of team do you have? Who's in there? Yeah, it's it's a it's a great it's a great group. You know, the 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 reason we built this was when you're driving a, a very large retailer of close to hundred thousand associates across Canada. Um, you know, there's a lot you got to do on a day in day out basis just to perform, just to show up the way we want as Canadians every day. And we've got an amazing team. Uh, you know, we've got our strategy, classic strategy, corporate development team. You know, the people saying where are we going, make, holding us accountable to that. Uh, and also looking at opportunities to partner uh, and acquire companies that can help accelerate our ambition. We've got a great team that we call Transformation Services, which you know I, I like to think of as our a bit of our internal consultancy. Then we've got a big team: format, construction, real estate, store design. When you think of the future, that's there's a lot there. Whether it's how we're designing our stores, how we're making them more sustainable. Fourth group is supply chains, a big part of reinvention. So we've got a great team reinventing how we're flowing, DC design store design, uh, last mile, and automation. And then the final team, which I'm really excited about, is a, is a new innovation unit called Blue Labs. Uh, and this is new for us in Canada. It's, it's uh, a, a, a team uh, based in the Innovation District, downtown Toronto. Uh, you know, this is uh, product leaders, creative types, uh, um, design thinkers uh, that are working with a gr the great uh, companies here in, in, in academics, startups, uh, businesses here in the GTA to identify emerging technologies uh, and ideas that are going to shape our future probably three, four years from now. So that's, that's our transformation unit. That's our transformation office. So to our listeners who are thinking about large-scale transformations and are maybe feeling a little bit uneasy about it, what advice might you give them? Because you're at the front of this. You're seeing it all. So what might you say to you know, someone who's in similar shoes to you that hasn't begun the journey yet? Spending the time up front to think through the model you're trying to create for the future of your business is really important because you can jump into lots of, of, of interesting things off the get-go that may or may not be things that are going to ultimately reinforce that business dynamic that you want to create. So I think first off, when you have that, uh, that you're already, you're already uh, a few steps ahead. I think secondly, really understanding up front also how you're going to differentiate the resourcing between really what we call the perform agenda and the transform agenda. 
you need to give the space for people to be the transformers, uh, to lean in uh, and, and spend the time to build, test and learn. Um, the, the final one I'd say is, is just getting comfortable in, in um, you know, pivoting and, and stopping, uh, but also starting things and changing your agenda on a regular basis. So we meet on a quarterly basis. We go through our top priorities as a leadership team and say, do these things really make sense? Is now the time? Do we have to pull things forward? Do we have to push things out? Understand if what you're doing today is going to help you generate that new business flywheel, that new business dynamic, then absolutely keep on, keep on going because they'll help you spin. But if you're doing something that's ultimately not going to be helping you reinforce the business model that you're trying to create uh, or given how things are changing, then it's rethinking that. Walmart is being really thoughtful in where it's looking for and scaling innovation because it underscores your EDLP, everyday low price promise. Tell me a little bit more about that and how it all wraps together in terms of what's important to Walmart. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a great example is the work we did on blockchain with DLT Labs right here in Toronto. Uh, you know, it, it was interesting because this started out as we were not paying our, our carrier partners in a timely way, not because we were, we, were, we were doing anything wrong, but the way we reconcile our, our, our invoices, you know, we're very thorough here at Walmart. And if there's a discrepancy between what we think that invoice is worth and what the carrier partner, we usually go into dispute resolution. And this was a manual process. And so we were spending a lot of our time debating back and forth. I remember I was in the meeting, I had uh, one of our, our, uh, our, our great guys in the transportation tech team said, hey, what about blockchain? And, you know, very articulate pitch on how blockchain as a solution could help. And we did a RFP out to the market. We found DLT Labs and we built this platform that honestly our invoice reconciliation has gone from over 70% of our invoices before we're in dispute. It's under 1% now. Wow. And so here's an example. We use innovation to solve a real problem that is saving us money, that allowed us to get, you know, dramatically improve our carrier satisfaction, which in a time like this, when it's hard to get trucks, is really important. Uh, but ultimately, it's lower our costing, cost of doing business, which, which Canadians are going to see at the shelf price, right? Uh, it, it's things like that's going to help us raise prices in a very slow way in a high inflation environment uh, or lower prices in some, some other instances. So yeah. um, I think that's a great example. I think your blockchain is a, is a brilliant example of doing both at the same time, even though the direct benefit to the, to the consumer comes later, but I mean, never more now needed based on inf inf crazy inflation that's going on. Exactly. All right. That's me banging my cup. It's lightning round time. Okay, let's go. We get to ask John a few non sequitur questions just so we get to round him out as a guy. So tell me right off the bat. What's your favorite snack? Uh, pita and hummus. Pita and hummus, very healthy. Yeah, yeah, I've been trying to do get healthy. You know. What What's your favorite app? What app can't you live without? Oh boy, uh, I would say LinkedIn, but then I'd be playing to this audience. I think you know what my my Apple Fitness app. I'm going to say that I am I'm a slave to my steps and my circles, unfortunately. So that is my go to app. This is a bit random. Are you in a Marvel or a DC universe guy? Oh, Marvel, all the way, Marvel. all the way. Um, if you weren't doing this particular job right now, what would you be doing, all things being equal? Yeah, oh boy. 
Uh, you know what? I, I'd probably be, I, my team has told me this sometimes, I'd probably be a professor. I love it. So that is the end of another episode of Shift. Thank you so much for listening, listeners. John, thank you so much for sharing this amazing innovation story and journey that, that Walmart is on. And I have to believe that our listeners, if you were listening from the top, if you've made it all the way through, not only thank you, but I have to believe that now you have a very different perception about Walmart Canada and Walmart Global in terms of what the organization is doing to transform, to embrace innovation and failure, and really deliver uh, to customers an experience that's valuable and convenient. Yeah, thanks, John. It's been great. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I know you have choices in your podcast listening. And on behalf of Walmart Canada and PwC Canada, thank you Thanks for listening to this episode of Shift. Shift. You can get more details at pwc.com slash CA slash shift. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, subscribe to our podcast series. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, or your preferred podcast platform. Just so you know, this podcast has been prepared by PricewaterhouseCoopers LLP an Ontario limited liability partnership for general guidance on matters of interest only and does not constitute professional advice. Until next time.